Welcome to the Happiness Podcast. I'm Dr. Robert Puff. A few of my close friends are medical doctors, and they've worked with a lot of patients over the years. They have often told me that the number one complaint that people come in and complain about is that they're tired. They're just tired all the time. They wake up tired until they get some coffee in them, even though they just had a full night of sleep. And throughout the day, even with that caffeine inside of them, they just feel exhausted and they can't wait to come home and end the day and go back to bed. When we're younger, we start off with such enthusiasm at times. We're excited for our future and our world. And so we work really hard to create that reality. But sometimes it has a price tag. We push ourselves so hard for so long that we just get expended. We get exhausted. We're done. We just throw on the towel and we just can't seem to get that energy back. Or sometimes we keep pushing, but it has such a high price tag to it. In order to keep going, we turn to substances that keep our bodies going. But again, like I said, at a high price tag. And we do reach a point where it's almost like a wall. We can't push anymore and we're done. We probably all know people like that. They're just spent. They're probably never going to work a day again in their lives. And they just metaphorically thrown in the towel and they're finished. So we have to be careful of burnout. And that's what this podcast is about today. One, how to avoid it. And two, if we do feel burnt out, how to unburn ourselves out. Well, first, how does it happen? How do we get burnout in the first place? And it really boils down to balance. We're not balanced in our life. We push ourselves and push ourselves, and then we get metaphorically emotional or psychological or physiological consequences to that pushing. When I was working on my doctorate, there was a good friend of mine. He really pushed himself. He wanted to be number one in the class. He wanted to get excellent grades, so he pushed himself. Even though he had a family at home and a wife to take care of, he just stayed up late at night, got up early, and just kept going and going and going until at the end of the program, he got really sick, and it took him years, not months, years to recover from his illness because he was so utterly exhausted where he just couldn't work anymore, and he had to stop, and he didn't work for years. I heard that later he was able to get back into the workforce but at a part-time basis and a much slower basis because he just couldn't get that energy back anymore. The same thing happened to one of my relatives. I wouldn't even call him a workaholic. I call him more of a busyaholic. He was just so busy all the time that he reached a point where he just couldn't do it anymore and he had to stop work and he hasn't worked in decades because he just got too tired. There's nothing really wrong with him He's just exhausted all the time, so he can't work. I do think burnout can happen to any of us at any time if we're not careful. I mean, there's so many professions that we all do that end up burning us out because we just do them for so long and so often without breaks that we just get exhausted. I don't know if you know anyone in the teaching profession. Because my kids are still in school, I know a lot of teachers. And they'll tell me after they've been teaching for many years they're just exhausted, they're burnt out, and they can't wait to quit. Unfortunately, in their minds, they feel they can't, so they just keep going, even though they're exhausted and burnt out. Any profession, even stay-at-home parents, can get utterly exhausted. I think we have to be careful, because if we're not careful, 
we can get burnt out. So let's talk about one, how does it happen? And two, how can we change it so it doesn't happen? Well, when I was an undergraduate at university, I had something wonderful happen. I worked really hard one summer, made a lot of money. It was an exhausting job, but it was manual labor, so it wasn't too bad. And I was younger, but I saved all that money because I've always been a good saver. And the next summer, on a very tight budget, I went to Europe. I did a month on a bicycle and two months on a Euro pass, stayed in a lot of youth hostels, slept on beaches and in trains, and had a wonderful time that changed my life. But here's what I learned about burnout, how I learned to really make my life work so I've avoided burnout all these many years. When I got there, I met a lot of people in Europe who would take two hours for lunch, two hours for dinner, and just sit and enjoy themselves. They literally, the towns would shut down while they were having their midtime meal and their evening meal. And then they'd come back and enjoy the work. You really saw a love of what they did. Not everyone, of course, but a lot of people. And they also started off with, in many cases, with six weeks of vacation, the very first job that they got. And they kept that up throughout their lives. So I liked that. I thought, wow, that's a nice schedule. I'm going to really try to emulate that in my own life. So along the way, I've had to make choices. I was very interested in being a university teacher, and I love learning about astrophysics, but I knew that that might not work so well with my now new love of traveling and my desire to create balance in my life. I thought it might be better for me, because I also really love people, to get my PhD in clinical psychology, then I could work for myself and create my own schedule. And that's what I did. And because I knew balance was so important, I've always made time since the very beginning to take at least six weeks of vacation off every year with a lot of days where I'm just not working super hard. I can work hard and I can get a lot done. As you know, if you've ever visited my website, drpuff.com, you spell out doctor, you'll see that there's a lot of things I've accomplished, but I've done it with balance. If I had the energy, extra energy, after I did things like meditate, go on vacation, spend time with my family, eat well, exercise. If I had time left, then I could do those other accomplishments. And I've been able to do both along the way. But the way I've avoided burnout is I did those things that kept me balanced first. Then I did everything else. Mind you, sometimes it's had a price tag to it. Maybe I don't drive as nice a car as other people. Maybe I don't live as nice a house as everyone else. But I've enjoyed the journey of life all along the way. And that's the secret sauce of avoiding burnout. Have fun along the way. Really enjoy the journey of life and not waiting for someday when we reach retirement that then we'll slow down and have a great time. We are not guaranteed that. In order to avoid burnout, which can come at any point, we can get burnout in our 30s, even in our 20s, if we're not careful. So in order to avoid that, it's really all about balance. Are we watching those sunsets? Are we taking care of our bodies physically? Are we getting enough sleep? Are we playing, going on vacation? They don't have to be expensive vacations. When I was younger, I did a lot of camping trips and backpacking trips. Backpacking was actually cheaper than staying home. So it's really never about the money. It's about making time. If we want to avoid burnout, we have to make time to enjoy the journey of life every day. And the best way to do that is... I'm going to always make time to do these certain things that refill our cup back up. And we do them daily. And they're the things we do first, not at the end of the day if we have time. It's all about prioritizing. 
we prioritize to stay healthy in order to avoid burnout. If we say instead, I'm going to work really hard, then I can relax. That's almost a guarantee to hit burnout. The reverse is far more true. Take care of ourselves every day to make sure our heart's in a good place. And then with our free time, we see what's left. And with that, we work hard. Oh, we accomplish the goals that we want to accomplish. Now, mind you, I know some people listening to this podcast don't have a lot of choice. They're in a mortgage that they have. They have kids that they're raising. They have alimony, child support, things that they have to do or they'll get in trouble. So what we do here is we say, okay, my life is very busy right now because of the choices I've made and the circumstances that have happened in my life. Are there little things I can do, little things, every day that could put a smile on my face, that could make me be a little bit more relaxed? For example, taking our full lunch. For example, listening to positive things when we're driving or commuting to work. For example, not coming home and watching TV, but sitting outside and just enjoying nature and being still. There's so many things we can do when we're very busy to take care of ourselves and be healthy. We think we have to do all these things, and I know sometimes we do. But if we take the commitment to saying, I'm going to start making changes so I don't get burned out, then what we'll find is our lives will begin to improve. We'll start getting better because we're committed to avoid burnout and have beautiful lives. It is work. I know that. It is effort. I know that too. But the tendency to think that I'll work hard today so that later I can enjoy life, that's a fallacy. That one's going to catch us. And if we get the burnout thing, once it comes, it's often there for the rest of our lives. So let's say we're listening to this podcast and we are burnout and we feel we're stuck for the rest of our lives. What can we do then? Well, the first thing we have to do is find acceptance. Acceptance for our burnout. We are very tired and judging ourselves or judging others for being tired is not helpful or productive. Instead, we say, okay, I get it. Because of life circumstances, I got burnout and I'm utterly exhausted. But I'm not going to judge myself for that reason. I'm going to say instead, what can I do? I'm going to love myself with my burnoutness and say, again, are there little things that I can do to find joy in my life, to find pleasure? I think just by losing that guilt, the burden of saying I failed in life will be very freeing. I think we'll find that when we do that, life will already be better. And then we say, okay, how many hours a day do I have where I have some energy? During that time, what could I do? that would put a smile on my face, that might make me feel like I'm contributing to the world and making it a better place. It may not be much, but my two hours are the two hours that I have, and I'm going to give back to the world and to myself to make this world and myself a better place. And with that positive energy, we may never lose that tiredness, but what we'll find is a joy will begin to arise inside of us, even with the tiredness So the tiredness may always be there in the background or it may go away. But if it stays, we're okay because we realize that's just part of life. Sometimes we get tired and it's okay. We can still have absolutely beautiful lives as long as we focus on living in the present moment with these things going on. Losing the judgment is a key. I mean, think of it this way. If you have ever traveled overseas, the first day or two, maybe even three, you can have a lot of jet lag. 
I doubt when you have jet lag that you're judging yourself. What's wrong with me? I'm bad. I have jet lag. I mean, that would be very unproductive and it would be silly. I think it's the same thing with burnout. Yes, we're burnout, but we're still alive. We can still enjoy our lives. And even if we're tired throughout the day, we can still laugh. We can still have fun. We can still enjoy the pleasures of life. Judging ourselves is what weighs us down, saying, well, I shouldn't be tired. I should have the energy I had when I was 19. Maybe you should, but if you don't, judging yourself for not having that energy is not going to be helpful. So the key thing with burnout is if we're really experiencing burnout is to not judge ourselves, do the best that we can with the energy that we have. And what we may find is that tiredness may go away, but even if it doesn't, it just won't be as loud because now we're not judging ourselves for it. And we will find that by not judging ourselves or letting others judge us, that our lives will go better and we will find much more meaning and purpose in our lives to the day we die. So in conclusion, I do want to remind us, be very careful of taking on projects that are very intense, particularly ones that last for months or years. They can have a very high price tag. And when you go over that cliff of burnout, it's very hard to ever completely recover from it. You may still have a good life, but you may be tired for the rest of your life. And the way we avoid that is with balance. Balance all along the way so that, like me, where I've done my work for 35 years working with clients, I still love what I do and I'm hoping to do it for another 35 years. And one last thing. Let's keep our lives simple. When we have stuff, when we buy that car, when we buy that home, when we purchase that item, it causes us to have to work hard. If we keep our lives simple, then we don't have to work so hard and we can find more balance. We are so often just being brainwashed that if we get that nicer thing, then we'll be happier. That is just not true. What is true is time. When we have more time to enjoy life, then we're going to find more happiness. And the way we get time is by not taking on those huge financial commitments and keeping our lives pretty simple. Or if we have commitments, reducing them. Maybe getting our homes paid off or moving to a smaller place or buying a used car. Just things like that can make our lives so much more easy going and creates time for us. When we have time, life goes better. But when we make choices that are sometimes 30 years in length, it's kind of like putting a noose around our neck and solely suffocating ourselves. So let's be careful with our financial choices and make sure that we keep our lives open and free. What I have found is that people that truly do best in life have very simple lives in the sense of finances, but have a lot of free time. One dear friend of mine, he's a teacher, but what he learned to do later in his life was to work half time. Literally, he teaches for four months and takes the rest of the year, eight months off, and just travels and enjoys life. His lifestyle you may not like. He has a very old car. His home is paid off, but it's nothing spectacular at all. But he does deeply enjoy life. And I can give so many examples like that. We have to be super careful with our financial choices because they can lead to burnout. So may we all find that life is a beautiful adventure and may we all be careful of burnout. Thank you for joining me on the Happiness Podcast. If you are finding these episodes helpful, 
I would love for you to share your experience with others. The easiest way for new people to listen to this podcast is just refer them to www.happinesspodcast.org. That's happinesspodcast.org. Or if you want to do more and leave a review, on that site you'll find a Yelp link, a Google Plus link, a testimonial link, or perhaps even the site you're listening to this podcast on. Often you can leave reviews there too. The reviews are an awesome way to encourage people to start listening to the Happiness Podcast. And until next time, accept what is, love what is. Do you ever wonder why some companies do so well, grow, and just seem to keep coming up with great ideas and keep expanding? While other companies are permeated with negativity, lawsuits, employee turnover, and just overall unhappiness in the workplace. Whichever corporate camp you find yourself in, or somewhere in between, the key to any company's ongoing success is to invest in and help their employees perform at their peak performance. There are very clear and specific things that people can do to perform well at work and in life in general. This is the focus of my podcast, and it's also the focus of my work. Being at the cutting edge of any market is sustained through investment, investment in training employees how to perform well. But sustained growth and productivity require specific psychological tools in order to continue to perform at peak levels. This is where I can help. I've been studying peak performance for over 30 years now, helping people all over the world. And there are very specific things that have to be maintained in order to sustain this level of performance. When companies invest in their employees, their employees are invested in them. Unfortunately, it's quite common for companies to be doing exceptionally well in the marketplace, but for unknown reasons, key employees make poor choices, leave the company, or start struggling in coping with stress-related illnesses. Companies that do well know their business really well, but human behavior works in mysterious ways unless you've been trained to understand the causes and cures of underperformance. If you're a forward-thinking company, perhaps it's time to think about giving your employees skills that may really help them perform well at work and throughout their lives. If you work for or manage a company and you're ready to learn the skills in order to survive and thrive in any market, in any conditions, or in life in general, I'd love to help. These are the skills I've learned. These are the ones I'd love to bring to your company. True lasting success has to be seen from a broader perspective, not just monetary. And if you're ready to bring about these changes, that's where I can help. To learn more, go to www.successbeyondyourimagination.com. That's successbeyondyourimagination.com. And whether we're at the doorstep of retirement or have many years to go, may we always be growing and be developing our skills not only as successful employees, but as successful human beings. 